Welcome to the Happy to Be Me podcast. I'm your host, Barbara Stacy. Come on a journey with me to find out what it means to be happy to be you. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 17, Control and Acceptance. In episode 15, I talked about how suffering can be optional. And this is when I want to talk about acceptance, because I did talk a little bit about acceptance in that and how acceptance of what's happening, etc., can be really beneficial and can be very helpful. That arguing with reality causes suffering. But what I want to talk about today is trying to control things instead of accepting them the way that they are. Again, I don't think that acceptance means acquiescence. It doesn't mean giving up. It doesn't mean anything like that. It just means looking at things. They really are as they are that your hair is the color that it is, that your height is the height, that you're the height that you are. You can change the color of your hair. And I suppose you could change your height if you lopped off some body parts, but generally you're the height that you are. You have as many fingers as you have. Those are things that you just accept about yourself. This is how many fingers I have. And you don't even question it. But there are a lot of things that we don't accept about ourselves or about our circumstances, and we try to control those things. And I think it's really, really interesting to try to control things. Controlling is resisting acceptance. It's resisting surrendering to what is real. Our brains and our minds don't like the idea of accepting what is. Because we think that if we accept something, that means that we're not going to try to move past it. So, if I step on the scale and I see a number and I don't like the number, I can react in all kinds of different ways. I can say, oh, that can't possibly be right. That must be water weight and try to avoid or to push away that number and, and make, it's not real. That's not a real number. It's not, that's not right. Um, change it to kilograms, something like that. I don't know. Or I can say that's unacceptable. And that's what I did for a long time. That's unacceptable. When I'd step on the scale and I'd see a number I didn't like, I would say that's unacceptable. Or I can get really angry and throw the scale out. Or, you know, there's a whole bunch of ways that I could get really upset or not accept what the reality of the scale says. If the scale says a number, it's a number. It's just information. It doesn't mean anything. It's just information. If I accept that, then there's a little death 
of myself, that I'm not who I want to be because that number doesn't tell me that I'm who I want to be. It's not where I want it to be. And we, we tend to forget that the reality doesn't mean anything. The reality of the number doesn't mean anything. There's a man named Coot Blackson who wrote a book called The Magic of Surrender. And he says control is an addiction. We think that if we control everything, that we'll be happier. If we can just control our, our circumstances, the people around us, whatever, that will be happier. If we can control someone like we control our automobile, then we'll be just fine. If they would just behave in the way that we want them to behave, then they would be, we would feel so much better. And there's some loving, kind ideas behind that. For example, if you have a child who is throwing a tantrum in the middle of the store, not that that's ever happened to me, but it did, and you try to control that, you try to control that because other people's perceptions of it are difficult. There's a whole bunch of reasons you might want to control that, but mostly it's to make you feel better. You say it's to make the child feel better, but really it's to make you feel better. Anytime we try to control circumstances or other people, it's usually to make, it's, it's to make us feel better. Even if we say, Oh, they'd be so much happier if da, 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 da. And they might be, I don't know, but you controlling them and trying to force them into that mold is not going to help either one of you. And it's not going to make anybody happy. A person has to decide, especially adults have to decide for themselves who they're going to be. Does that mean that you don't have some expectations? <clears throat> Absolutely not. You get to make the rules in your own house because you're an adult. If you have children, those children need to be following your rules and you can set up boundaries and you can set up disciplinary measures to make sure that they follow those rules. When they get to be adult children, you don't have any control whatsoever over them. You can still have boundaries. You can still say, in our house, we do this. In our house, we don't do this. And they can respect that or they can respectfully be asked to leave or whatever the boundary is. A boundary, by the way, is not a requirement. It's just a thing that this is, let's say that you are a vegan and you don't allow meat in your house and somebody brings a turkey for Thanksgiving. You can respectfully ask them to leave it outside, to take it down to the local food bank, whatever you want to do. But we don't allow meat in our house, therefore the turkey isn't coming in. That's, that's a boundary. You're not allowed to bring the turkey in the house, period. 
I don't know if there's anybody that would enforce or, you know, have that kind of a boundary. But if you have someone who is, for example, yelling at you, you can just walk away. You don't even have to tell them that you have a boundary, but you can just say, I'm not going to engage in this. I'm just going to walk away. You do have to accept that the person wants turkey for Thanksgiving. That's what acceptance is. You don't have to allow it in your house, but you can accept that that's what that person is like. And next year, you probably won't invite them over. Or next year, they just won't bring the turkey. It depends. Same thing with if someone is yelling at you and you turn around and walk away. You don't have to stay in that situation. You can recognize, hey, they're yelling at me. And I don't accept their, I don't accept that they want to yell at me. So therefore I'm going to walk away. But you have to accept that they are who they are. You're not going to change them by yelling back at them. You're not going to change the situation necessarily other than to protect yourself. There's always an idea that if we maintain control, we're going to be happy. But it's really interesting that if we try to, the more we try to control things, the more stressed and anxious many of us get. It's very interesting that people, when they start drinking alcohol or um, drugs or anything else that changes how they feel and they, they get, they get rid of a little of that resistance. It feels blissful because you give up some of that control. When you're not in control, there tends to be a little bit more peace. So when you accept what's going on as this is the truth, this is what's happening, this is reality, instead of resisting it or avoiding it or reacting in negative ways to it, then you have some control or power over what you can do about the situation go back to the idea of somebody yelling at you. If you're yelling, someone's yelling at you, you have control about how you're going to respond. You can say, oh, well, it's all my fault. Or you can stand up for yourself and say, I'm not going to put up with this and walk away. Or there's a whole bunch, there's a whole host of things that you can decide to do, but you cannot control the other person, whether they're yelling at you or not. You accept that they are yelling at you and decide this is how I want to deal with this right now. When you shut down your feelings, that's when you're trying to control them. You overanalyze, you get into your head and you get out of the feeling in the body. Let me tell you the secret that so many of us miss. Instead of feeling our feelings, we're always trying to feel good. We don't like the discomfort, so we try to control the discomfort by overriding it with feelings 
or thoughts that we think will make us feel better. But the reality is that we have to accept the feeling. Let it be there. Let it roll around a little bit. Take a few minutes. Give yourself 10, 15 minutes to just feel the feeling. Sometimes it's even just a couple of minutes. Oh, this is shame. This is how shame feels. Or this is anger. I'm feeling anger. What do I want to do with it? And where is it in your body? How does it feel? Is it sitting there in your stomach? Is it a tightening in your chest? Is it, it could be just about anything. If you were to describe it as a feeling to a person who's never had any feelings whatsoever, how would you describe it? The physical sensation of the feeling. If you can get in touch with the physical sensation of any uncomfortable feeling, it takes all of its power away and it doesn't layer the anxiety of feeling the feeling on top of it. Anxiety, fear of feeling makes the feeling even stronger. So instead of shutting it down or overanalyzing, Get into your body and feel the feeling. Accept it. Accept that it's there. Accept that it's part of life. Accept that it has something to teach you. And don't worry about controlling it. There's no need to control it. And it's not scary. It's just a feeling. It's just a sensation that your body is having. It's just a tightness in your chest, a pit in your stomach. It's just nausea. It's just a hot, burning feeling. It's just a cold emptiness. It's just whatever, however you choose to describe it. That's all it is. It's just a feeling in your body. It's just a sensation. It's just chemicals in your body creating different sensations. That's all it is. And it's not going to kill you. Your brain may think it is going to kill you, but it's actually not going to kill you. So give up some control and let those feelings be for a minute. Feel them. And then see if that gives you power. I'll talk to you next time. Well, there you have it. If something piqued your interest, feel free to join me at happytobemecoaching.com. That's happy, the number two, the letter B, M-E, coaching.com. I'll see you next time.